Okay. So are you all physically ready to lose your goddamn mind? Like, I've crumbled. This arc took me and my emotions on a joyride in so many different ways. I was hyped, punching the air, sad, stoked, mortified, terrified, literally not wanting to turn the page because I knew what was about to happen, and completely and utterly awe-smacked with a godly difference in power between what I thought was strong and the actual or possible ceiling of power throughout the world that Tatsuki Fujimoto has created. This arc here is my absolute favourite of these stories so far. Obviously, I've got to say favourite because I know for a fact that I'll probably lose it when I get to the control and gun devil arcs that follow this one. But anyway, this arc here is my favourite so far because it adds an entire new level of depth that wasn't even considered before, like I honestly did not see it coming at all. So yes, finally, we have made it to the infamous International Assassin's Arc from the very hell of the Chainsaw Man universe. But quickly, just before we do go any further, shout out to Fanomaniacs for actually sponsoring this video and coming through with a bag for me. So as you can see, I look kind of kind of drippy right now, and if you guys want to have the same kind of drip that I'm wearing and look as you know as good as I do on the daily, then maybe you should kind of invest in Fandomaniacs and get some of their drip. You know what I mean? Like check out these these sick ass Haikyuu shoes that I'm wearing right now. Like watch me run. Check the speed out. I I couldn't I could never do this beforehand. But now, with these shoes from Fandomaniacs, man, it's absolutely amazing. Though, like, like, jokes aside, honestly, Fandomaniacs is a great company, and they have supported me throughout a lot of my videos in the past, behind the scenes, that you guys don't know about. So honestly, I'd really love it if you guys did support Fandomaniacs, as they have been supporting me in the past as well. But anyway, enough of that, let's get back into the video. So at the end of the last video, we had Power come bursting into the restaurant, demanding that Denji give her his flowers that he had originally bought for Reze. Now, we skip forward to inside of Denji's mind while he's having another nightmare. Standing in front of the same door from an earlier nightmare, he once again hears Pachita ordering him to never open the door. The next morning, at breakfast, Denji sits despondently as Power complains about Miaoi's newfound love of him. Denji ignores her, thinking of Reze and how his heart was truly and irreversibly broken by her this time. But when Makima later invites them all on a paid vacation with her, his mood does a complete uno reverse gambit, which causes Denji to jump with joy. Aki and Denji instantly agree, whilst Power tries to make up an excuse not to go. As they discuss the timing for the trip, a group of devil hunters suddenly enter the room. After conferring with Makima, she shows the group a news recording of the fight against Reze. Explaining the Bureau had failed to censor the broadcast, and as such, the Chainsaw Man's existence has been revealed to the world. Power and Denji ignore this, still discussing the vacation, but they are interrupted by Makima, who explains that the vacation was a ruse to explain their absence, and in reality, they are going to be put under protection in order to avoid assassination by foreign threats. Denji reacts with horror, as he realises that he is going to be restricted and contained for some time. Makima asks Aki to be a part of Denji's protection, before telling him that they plan to hunt the gun devil in the next year, and orders him to not die beforehand. Aki thinks back to a conversation he had with the angel devil, who explains the supposed true nature of devils. When a devil dies, they are revived within hell. Once they die there, they then return to earth, with no memories of the time in hell. He then reveals a secret he asks to never be repeated, that all devils remember just a single sound from their moment before they die in hell. The sound of the chainsaw devil. Meanwhile, in America, 
A trio of part-time devil hunters sit and discuss their new job, killing Denji and returning his body to the US in exchange for 2 million of those beautiful American buckaroos. The youngest man, Aldo, expresses a fear of dying, however, is talked down by the other two, reminding him that the three of them, all brothers, survived the gun devil's onslaught. As they prepare to leave for Japan, the leader, Saito, refers to them as immortal. Elsewhere, in a forest, a woman and a young man named Tolka hunts a fox. As he shoots the fox, the woman asks if he felt like he'd taken the fox's life, but the man explains that he did not. As he skins the animal, she asks him again, and again he says no. As he cooks it and serves it to her, she asks again once more, and yet again he denies it. The woman then explains that they will be going to Japan and doing the same to a young 16-year-old boy named Denji. The man referring to the woman as Master agrees, hoping to earn the woman a retirement due to her short lifespan. Meanwhile, in China, the hella seki seki fun time takes place between a woman named Quan Shi and a harem of, I guess you could say, friends. As they start nutting, a man arrives, requesting her to take the job of capturing Denji, the chainsaw devil, and as a reward, she can ask for any wish. After consulting her group, she demands basic human rights and an education for all of them. At the same time, Makima discusses Quan Shi with Kashibe, expressing concern over her and her harem's abilities. As they talk, Makima states that the biggest concern is that of the assassin Santa Claus from Germany. Yo ho ho. <laughs> Though he is thought to have died of old age, the two are still cautious as Kashibe confirms his abilities could likely outmatch them. Elsewhere, in Germany, a government agent approaches an old man on a bench and informs him of the mission to hunt Denji. In return, the man asks for four children, three for a devil contract and one for pleasure. Wait, what the, f what the fuck does he mean by that? Like, bro, chill. I I I'm, yo, like, calm down. Meanwhile, alone in his room, Denji lies watching TV, sadly wondering why his heart is so desired and also why the trip was cancelled. Noting his sadness, Aki affectionately sits on him, explaining that the trip was merely postponed, not cancelled, and that if they're able to damage their opponents enough, then the enemy will retreat, allowing Denji to return to his life as normal. Denji, considering the idea, instead decides to kill all of his enemies so that he can finally have his vacation. Skipping forward, and now at the park, both Denji and Power eat snacks while watching some birds and talking about whether it's okay to eat the still-living ducks. Denji accidentally drops his food, but as he goes to pick it up and eat it, he is stopped by a devil hunter named Kusakabe and then chastised by him. Kusakabe warns him of germs and food poisoning, but Denji grows more frustrated, as obviously our man's from the gutter. Aki and Angel, Yoshida and Tamaoki also all agree that eating the food would just be straight up stupid. However, the forever ignorant Denji quickly gobbles it down anyway. In a flashback, we see the group all introducing themselves. Makima explains to Denji that they, alongside another trio of agents, will be his personal security. Kusakabe attempts to express his authority over Denji, but is met with our boy's typical sarcasm and yawns. Elsewhere, the hunters Tendo, Kuroz, and Subaru all take Siggy breaks. Questioning why they can't simply hide Denji in his human form, Subaru explains that the other devils can actually smell him. As they drive to meet the main group, Subaru asks about Makima. Tendo hesitates before saying there's something he wants to discuss regarding her. Before they can though, a set of road spikes are bizarrely thrown in front of the vehicle. The car swerves in an attempt to miss them, but runs over the spikes and crashes. 
in the wreckage, Subaru awakens just in time to see the three American boys rolling up outside a vehicle. Sadly for Subaru, in good old Floridian style, the Americans shoot the three hunters dead. Afterwards, the elder two brothers crack jokes about it, but Aldo, the youngest, reacts with horror to the murders. Now hiding the bodies, Sato asks Joey about his feelings on killing, with Joey, the anime man, stating his only response to be a mild annoyance and disgust. Sato cracks up laughing before morphing his face to match that of Kuroza's. The three men then discuss his voice and how it would sound as Sato shifts his tone and accent in an attempt to match it. Back with the main crew, they all wait within a burger restaurant as Denji and Power eat. Power offers Denji her vegetables, however, Kusakabe interrupts ordering her to finish them off for her own health. The others agree as Denji forces them into her mouth. Power begins to sweat, choking down a mixture of vegetables and vomit. Just then, the woman from the forest walks past the table. But Power, in frustration over what just happened, runs outside causing the rest to follow. The woman sits at a table with Tolka, revealing that she'd stabbed Denji three times with a nail in order to invoke the cursed devil, and that only one more poke is required. She entrusts the final poke to Tolka as she begins to munch into her burger. Though she struggles due to her numb hand and weak senses, she is delighted by the experience. Elsewhere, the violence fiend and Kabini walk outside. She thanks him for purchasing her an ice cream cone. Then questioning his role as the violence fiend, given his friendliness, he explains that he still has a lot of his human brain left, meaning that he still holds a lot of his early human memories. However, he has no memories whatsoever of his death, only that he was saved by Makima. Suddenly, a car pulls up beside them, and inside, the American bad boy Sato, now disguised as Kuroz, gets out. He then tells the two to report Tendo and Subaru's death to HQ, before quietly commenting to himself on their obvious gullibility. Later on, Denji and Power sit exhausted after a day of constant movement. Denji bitterly comments that rather than being protected, he is instead being used as bait to draw out the enemy, to which Aki actually confirms. He promises Denji his trip, calming him, however, Power is still furious. Aki promises her one reward for her cooperation, with her requesting to drain a human of their blood to the point that they die. Aki pauses for a moment and then agrees to let her drain Denji, but he immediately protests. Yet, he is quickly silenced by power jumping on his shoulders and screaming with the excitement of a literal cannibal. The violence fiend, Kabini, and the disguised American bad boy drive over to meet with the main group. American Bad Boy, I'm just saying that because he's the only like Westerner I think on this entire show so far so I'm like, give the Westerners some rep, you know what I mean, like gunslinging American Bad Boy. Don't worry about me anyway, they drive to meet the rest of the group. Aki speaks with the brother disguised as Kuroz, asking him to reconsider his place on the mission. However, he lies claiming he wishes to avenge Tendo and Subaru. As they continue talking, Power is distracted by Kobini's car. In her typical powerful fashion, she flies into the front seat, lying about having a driver's license and claiming that the car is actually hers and was stolen by Kabini. Though Kabini quietly protests it, she is silenced by power, cheerily threatening her, asking if she wants the car to be washed in her blood. Outside the vehicle, as the fake Hiro suspiciously introduces himself to Denji, trying to be hella touchy and shake his hand, Power suddenly jolts the car forward, ramming into both of them and actually murking the disguised American. 
as the group all reacts with horror and Power attempts to blame Kabini for the incident, Kusakabe suddenly calls out, pointing at the brother's disguise, which is now slipping away, revealing his true face. Tamaoki recognizes him, warning the others of his contract with his skin devil and the likelihood of his brothers also being nearby. Aki turns to Power, who though previously panicking and blaming Kabini, quickly begins to claim she knew the truth all along, stating that the glory is all hers, while in the car Kabini remains sweating and sobbing in horror. Close by, two civilians are shown to be watching the scene in terror. They move to an alleyway as not to be seen, and it is revealed that they are the Americans, Joey and Aldo in disguise. Aldo vomits as Joey attempts to collect himself and come up with a plan. However, he is suddenly pulled around a corner by an unseen figure and is seemingly vaporized. Aldo quickly composes himself as Yoshida, a devil hunter, walks around the corner, having swiftly executed Joey. Noting Aldo's vomit, he writes him off as a bystander and leaves, quietly muttering that a pro wouldn't puke. Somewhere in Tokyo, a car rams into another. As one driver leans his head out to confront the other, he is met by Cosmo, who cheerily repeats the phrase, Halloween to him. The driver slowly begins to repeat the phrase to himself, over and over. Quan Shi appears and begins leading Cosmo and the other girls in her group away. Noticing a sushi restaurant, Pingisti grows excited. As they enter, the staff express fear of the group, but begin serving them either way as Cosmo makes them repeat Halloween too. Whilst they wait for their food, Pingisti, another member of the group, begins to list off facts about fish, and Long takes a bite out of a ceramic plate. Then stating she is exhausted, Quan Chi instead decides to hunt Denshi the next day. Oh my, Pingisti? Pingisti? I think is how you say it properly, and Quan Chi, uh, like, her group's names are so hard to say, like, my brain though, like, literally can't cope trying to say them. <laughs> I try so hard. Elsewhere, Aldo observes a photo of Kuro's, Tendo, and their friend Tomono. Disguising himself as Kuro's, he goes to Tomono's apartment, who invites him inside. Sitting down together, he asks of Tomono's life. Tomino goes on to reveal that he has few relatives or acquaintances who barely ever check up on him. He then begins to ask questions regarding Kuroza's life, revealing that Kuroza had a girlfriend and a mother, both of whom who cared deeply about him. Aldo turns and sees a photo of a young Kuroza as part of a soccer team. Seeing this, he breaks down, repeating, I'm sorry, much to Tomino's bewilderment. Later, as the two lie down to sleep, Tomino speaks to Kuroz, still not realizing it's the disguised Aldo. He invites him to quit devil hunting and open up a small clothing shop instead, then bringing up Kuroz's deceased older brother, asking him what would he say about Kuroz's current position. Then thinking on his brothers, Aldo realizes the advice they would give him would be, a pro always gets his job done. The next day, in a crowded street in Japan, the mysterious old German man is seen touching a passerby on the shoulder. The dude touched then gasps and grabs out at a passerby next to them, and so forth until the entire street had linked itself, converting into doll-like creatures along the way. Throughout the cities, the four different groups, Tolka and her harem, Aldo, the elderly man and Quan Shi all prepare in various ways to begin hunting the chainsaw devil. Elsewhere in a building, Makima walks through a cluster of doll-like corpses. She orders Beam and Prince to go and protect Denji, whilst making the protection of the other hunters only a secondary objective. 
at a department store, the creepy old dude watches Denji and the others through a window. From a distance, he commands his dolls to attack the group once they enter the building. Following the party inside, the doll's arms warp into blades. However, as they enter through the door, Kusakabe is revealed to be crouching inside of a ritual circle. Then using the power of the stone devil, he petrifies the approaching dolls. Yoshida explains the power of the doll devil, stating that if they touch any part of a person, including the clothes that they wear, they will be transformed into a subservient doll. As Aki suggests that there would be a limit to the amount that could be made, a large swarm of dolls instantaneously burst through the windows, charging towards the group. As they run to the second floor, power is suddenly grabbed. As her and Denji rip the dolls to pieces, Kusakabe reveals that fiends are likely and luckily immune to the doll devil's powers. As more swarm, a hunter named Nakamura suddenly appears, summoning the fox devil to swipe them away. Bro, this guy's probably going to die as we know per every single fox devil user this, this dude just leaves when he starts getting attacked too hard. Tamaoki explains to everyone that there were hunters stationed in every building in the street and that the mission's true purpose was to hunt the assassin creating the dolls called Santa Claus, explaining that those turned into dolls can never be restored. He notes that the ability is short-ranged, meaning that the assassin is in the nearby vicinity and apologizes to Denji for using him as bait. Over with the woman. She sits at a nearby park, waiting. Close by, Tolka clutches his nail, preparing to use it on Denji. In the bathroom of the department store, Aldo sits psyching himself up for the coming conflict. The elderly man summons another swarm of dolls to attack as Kabini attempts to repair the dent in her car, and Quan Shi finally prepares to hunt. It's just a free for right now. I love this part of the story so much. As more dolls are created by the old man, they begin flowing inside the store, dodging the fox devil swipes and lunging forward. Angel summons one of his weapons, using five years worth of his lifespan that he had absorbed from humans, then strikes down several of the approaching dolls. When questioned as to why he hadn't used such a weapon earlier, he responds that he has his reasons. Outside, a group of devil hunters appear, preparing to aid the group. However, they are halted by the appearance of Quan Shi and her harem. As they prepare to attack the girls, Quan Shi pulls out a sword and dashes forward, making her way to the second floor of the building in almost an instant. Dropping the now dented swords, she draws two more as the hunters and dolls are revealed to have been sliced apart. Having seen a vision of the events through his future sight, Aiki warns the others as he and the angel devil are barely able to block her continued attacks, being knocked to the floor. Nakamura, who is too slow to react, is decapitated by her barrage. I, I told you this man would die. Quan Shi then stands up, looking back at a concerned Denji and power. Outside, members of Quan Shi's team wait, destroying the remaining dolls. Suddenly, they are approached by Kashibe, Kabini, and the Violence Fiend. Pingasti uses her ability to see that Kashibe has contracts with the Needle, Claw, and Knife Devils before assessing him as harmless due to his lack of body parts with which he hasn't already made contracts. Kashibe slowly strides towards them as they prepare to fight. Inside the building, Aki's group react to Quan Shi's instantaneous attacks. In a flash, she kicks Denji into the air before knocking out Kusakabe and Tamaoki. Moving towards Yoshida, he summons the Octopus Devil to absorb the brunt of the attack before spraying the rest of the room with a mist of ink. Attempting to take her by surprise, Yoshida moves behind Quan Shi but is quickly knocked down. But before she can kill him, Kashibe intervenes, having already taken Long and Pingasti hostage. 
Kashibe orders Denji and Power to restrain the hostages as Power reveals that she was actually just playing dead the entire time. Kashibe and Quan Shi, who are revealed to actually be past acquaintances, sit down to discuss the situation. Kashibe begins to discuss retirement and old age. However, as he speaks, he holds up notes in a notepad that reveal Makima is listening to them. Through his notepad, he promises to give Quan Shi freedom in return for helping kill Makima. Quan Shi refuses, explaining through a seemingly unrelated anecdote that she prefers not to get involved, stating that ignorance is bliss. As she says this, Aldo enters and shoots at Denji. Kashibe kicks Denji though, causing the attack to miss, but Long is still able to take the opportunity to grapple him and free herself. Then, in a flash, both Quan Shi and Kashibe move to slice each other's throats. After a few strikes, Quan Shi is able to throw Kashibe out of the window, but he is able to slow his fall by sliding down the building's exterior and falling atop of Kabini's car. Aldo continues to fire at the various combatants, leaping out of the way of a fireball shot by Long. However, Quan Shi grabs him and throws him through the window as well, with him also falling and landing on Kabini's car. Inside of the building, the violent scene continues fighting of a swarm of dolls as Kabini looks down in complete horror at the state of her destroyed vehicle. Power, still holding Pingisti hostage, demands that Quan Shi leave her and Denji alone. Quan Shi politely asks Power to stand down, promising her safety, which causes her to hesitate. Suddenly, our boy Beam emerges from the floor, knocking back Long and freeing Denji from her grasp. As Denji chooses to flee, Quan Shi is stopped by Yoshida, who requests a rematch. The two begin to spar, rapidly dodging one another's blows, but still landing a few solid hits on one another. Yoshida comments that Quan Shi is likely not human due to her minimal reaction to several devastating blows. Meanwhile, Denji and Beam flee, with Beam advising him not to waste blood by turning into his chainsaw form. As they run, Denji accidentally stands on Tolka's nail and is suddenly whisked into the air. As they both react with shock and confusion, Denji is ripped apart by the cursed devil before Tolka appears and kicks Beam to the ground. As Denji and Beam lay unconscious, the woman appears and applauds Tolka's work. However, ignoring Tolka's concerns of moving the body, the woman begins to explain the secrets of making a perfect doll. She says, by gathering the trust, respect, worship and pity of an individual over a period of time before converting them, you can make the perfect doll. With that, she then transforms him, revealing that she in fact is the real Santa Claus, and that that elderly man was merely another perfect doll, controlled by her. As Aki and the other hunters awaken, Quan Shi bests Yoshida, and throws him through a window. As he falls, he is able to catch himself with the octopus devil. Back inside, the others prepare to fight, until Aki suddenly stops, horrified and confused by his future vision. From outside, Santa Claus sacrifices the elderly man and three children that he had promised to the Hell Devil, in return for sending every living person within the building to Hell. Those inside the building are all of a sudden plunged into pitch black darkness as those outside are horrified to see a giant, six-fingered hand reach down and seemingly crush the building. Those who are inside the building then quickly appear in a large, grassy field with the sky completely covered in thousands of various doors all moving throughout the air. This is hell. As the group survey their surroundings in hell, Aki kicks Denji awake. Immediately, Denji reactivatedly begins to transform, but is only able to make the tip of the chainsaw appear from his head, due to the fact that he is low on blood. 
Quan Shi requests a truce among the various parties whilst they try to figure out their current situation. She turns and notes that the fiends, power, long, pingesty and violence are all suffering nervous breakdowns. Aki asks the angel devil of their current situation to which angel in an absolutely petrified daze explains that they are in hell. Quan Shi asks Pingesty if they have means of an escape, however, Pingesty frighteningly explains that they are being watched by devils with a power far greater than that of the gun devil, the primal fears, whom have never died. In desperation, Pingesty asks permission to commit suicide, only to weep as she is refused by Quan Shi. She cries out as one of the doors opens and a black drop of liquid falls out towards the ground. As it does so, it symbols the entrance of the Darkness Devil. The group ready themselves to fight, and as darkness surrounds them, a row of bisected astronauts appear. In a moment quicker than light itself, the Darkness Devil moves past them all, detaching each and every single arm from all of their bodies. Each person reacts with shock, falling to the ground and bleeding from their exposed wounds, as Tolka, now fully under Santa Claus's control, offers the Darkness Devil a proposition. Denji's heart in return for the power to kill Makima. Now, flashing outside of hell, Santa Claus receives a small fragment of the Darkness Devil's flesh, then proceeds to swallow it whole. As the Darkness Devil accepts Santa Claus's deal, it picks up Tolka and rips him apart. Kusakabe attempts to utilize the Stone Devil's power to fight, however, the Darkness Devil merely grabs the Stone Devil and crushes it, killing Kusakabe. While this happens, Beam, using blood from his severed arms, revives Denji before being split into pieces by the Darkness Devil and killed. Like, I, I'm being full on freaking serious here, you're about to lose it. Seeing Beam's corpse, Quan Shi and Tamaoki prepare to attack, however are also mutilated alongside Power, Long and Pingesty. Bruh. <laughs> Seeing this, the petrified violence fiend asks Kabini to remove his mask. He then attacks with a kick, however before he can hit the darkness devil it speaks in an unknown language and his body is blasted with multiple holes. Denji, now transformed, then lunges to attack, but before he can make contact all of his bones are crushed and snapped which makes him crumple to the ground. As Aki observes Power's unconscious body, he is reminded of Hamino and collapses muttering, I, not again, I. Still alive, the violence fiend attacks once more but is impaled by a sick ass looking renaissance blade on steroids that is suddenly summoned by the darkness devil. As the fiend's blood rains down, the darkness devil crouches, looming over Aki. As the angel devil looks on, too scared to even move, the darkness devil slowly turns to look at him. He then randomly begins to bleed from his eyes, nose and mouth before collapsing to the floor. Aki likewise begins to bleed as the Darkness Devil reaches out to touch him. Suddenly, Prinz appears grabbing at the Darkness Devil, but like all of the others, before she can make contact, she too is absolutely dominated. Quickly communicating with Makima though, Prinz is ordered to summon her to hell, which she tries to stop, but Makima commands her. She follows these orders and Makima emerges. Both her and the Darkness Devil then face each other, quickly snapping their fingers in each other's directions. Makima's finger suddenly snaps as the various mouths of the Darkness Devil erupt with blood. 
Makima approaches Tolka's body, placing her hand on his decapitated head. Then holding her arm out, her bones are slowly twisted and cracked as the Darkness Devil summons a sword to impale her. As Makima touches his head, Tolka offers all of himself to the Hell Devil in return for sending them all back. Just then, as quickly as they all entered, they are all transported back to the rooftop of the theme park Santa Claus was stationed at. As this happens, Santa Claus absorbs her remaining dolls, transforming into a tall, multi-armed creature. She begins to approach Makima, taunting her, while Makima holds Denji's torso, and now having given him some of her blood, pulls his cord. She then explains that with the Darkness Devil's flesh, no attacks in the dark will have any effect on her. However, Makima asks Denji if he will save her, to which he responds having transformed with an aggressive woof before charging into battle. Kashibe and Yoshida sit outside, finishing off the remaining dolls. They discuss Makima and acknowledge that she has some ulterior motivations to her actions beyond that of the Bureau. As Kashibe asks whether she can hear them, Yoshida explains that she currently isn't, as none of her subservients are nearby, going on to say that she can only borrow the ears of lower life forms, such as rats or birds. Back on the rooftop, Denji slices through Santa Claus's arm, angrily yelling at her about placing power and the others in danger. Moving through a shadow, Santa Claus is able to instantaneously heal herself and blast Denji through the floor. Denji gets up, lunging at her, but is knocked back by another swarm of dolls. Sugahagi looks on while clutching Quan Shi's severed head, then removing her eye patch and reaching inside of the socket, she yanks out a long, arrow-like blade before dropping the head into the swarm attacking Denji. The dolls are suddenly torn apart as Quan Shi appears revived in her hybrid form, proving that she also wasn't human. Quan Shi agrees to fight alongside Denji in order to avenge Long and Pingesty before suddenly vanishing. Over in a nearby alleyway, Quan Shi appears in front of Santa Claus, blasting her with powerful bolts. However, just as quickly as she is torn apart, she heals herself and congratulates Quan Shi on her moniker as the first Devil Hunter. Wondering how to attack Quan Shi, whom is moving at speed she cannot register, Santa Claus suddenly returns the humanity to her dolls, restoring their minds whilst forcing them to continue the assault. As Denji stares at the now frightened and screaming human dolls charging towards him, he exasperately shouts, that's some real villain shit right there. Now faced with the emotional human dolls, Denji chooses to run away, but his attempts to escape are blocked and he is forced to impale one of the dolls with his chainsaw. Feeling guilty over this, Denji holds back, allowing the other dolls to gradually swarm him. Suddenly, Quan Shi appears, shooting the remaining dolls to pieces. She tells Denji that the dolls are merely imitating humans. Denji asks how sure she is, to which she responds that believing it is the only way he'll be able to bring himself to kill them, reminding him that ignorance is bliss. Taking this moment to pause, Santa Claus bursts through a wall and grabs Quan Shi, however is once again torn apart by her blasts. Looking up, Quan Shi realizes that night has fallen, with the newfound darkness enhancing Santa Claus's powers even further. Santa Claus moves forward and hits Denji towards the gas station, whilst grabbing the various bolts fired by Quan Shi out of the air. Quan Shi turns, seeing that Santa Claus has turned Long and Pangasi's corpses into dolls, and taken Sugahagi hostage. Unable to bring herself to fight them, Quan Shi is stabbed through the chest by the Pingesty doll, which causes Santa Claus to wonder whether she could turn Quan Shi into a doll as well. Suddenly, Denji emerges, coating himself in gasoline, then revving his chainsaws together, he creates a spark, igniting himself on fire. Leaping towards a surprise Santa Claus, he begins to tear into her body as she lets out a series of pained cries. 
Dingy and Santa Claus both writhe in pain as Dingy complains about the heat of his flaming body. Pushing him back, Santa Claus heals herself instantly, mocking Dingy for his foolishness. Dingy retorts, claiming to watch a great amount of educational programming, before revealing the chain of his chainsaw to be wrapped around Santa Claus's body. Using it to keep himself close, he lunges again, slicing into her. She comments on the futility of his actions as she splits the pain and damage between her various dolls. However, Dingy comments that her regeneration has begun to slow due to the light from his flames. Suddenly, Santa Claus slams Denji into a wall as a numerous number of dolls break through and begin stabbing him in the back. Santa Claus then chooses to wait and watch Denji burn and die from blood loss, calling him Makima's dog. However, Denji instead tears into the dolls and drinks their blood to rejuvenate himself. He tries to move forward, only to once again be swarmed by dolls, as Santa mockingly tells him that he will be reunited with Makima in death. Suddenly, Denji begins to pull on his chain, dragging Santa Claus towards him as he ignores the blows from countless dolls around him. Growing more worried, Santa Claus orders her dolls to keep her away from him, pulling against the chain in a tug of war. A pair of dolls in a car then come speeding around the corner, slamming into Denji and causing a massive explosion. But still, Denji emerges from the wreckage, cloaked entirely in flames, having not stopped pulling on the chain. In shock and horror, Santa Claus questions the extent of his power and Denji proudly reveals his motivation to still be going on the holiday with Makima. Hoisting Santa Claus into the air, Denji flings her towards himself before tearing through her and ripping her body to pieces. As she begins to reform, Denji grabs the remains of the burning car and slams them down on her, causing a second explosion which rips through her body, turning her into nothing but a smouldering mess. As Denji heals himself with some of the doll's blood, Santa begins threatening him, revealing that she has armies of dolls stationed across the entire planet, and along with the power of the Darkness Devil, will be able to hunt him and everyone he cares about forever, making his life a living hell. But Denji cockingly reminds her of his immortality before he is suddenly and surprisingly decapitated by Quan Shi. Quan Shi then asks Cosmo to use her power on Santa Claus because, while the conflict had been going on, she was just wandering around the city on her own, waiting for this moment. Flashing to within her own mind, Santa Claus suddenly awakens, standing inside an endless library. She sees Cosmo sitting at a nearby table and comments on the futility of using psychological attacks against her due to her mind being linked to dolls across the world. Cosmo, looking up, introduces herself as the Cosmos Fiend, before explaining the extent of her power, the ability to grant individuals total and complete understanding of everything in the universe, a process so overwhelming that the victim is forced into a semi-conscious state where they are only able to process the word Halloween over and over again until their death. As Santa Claus suddenly finds herself falling through the library, her body is shown in the real world, crumbling to dust as it mutters the word Halloween over and over. Yoshida and Kashibe then arrive as Quan Shi turns to fight them. Silently though, the two put on blindfolds and Makima emerges from between them, holding a sword. Seeing this, Quan Shi instantly surrenders, offering Makima anything in return for sparing the lives of her underlings. Makima doesn't even listen to her though and ignores their pleas before quickly slicing all three of their heads off in one swoop. Elsewhere, a news anchor reports on the dolls stationed throughout the world who have been locked into Saint Halloween as a result of the Cosmos Fiend's power. Amongst them, Aldo is seen also shuffling around and repeating Halloween, 
with an obvious pain in his eyes. Back at the main location, Yoshida removes his blindfold, questioning why Kashibe doesn't want to do the same, to which he simply replies that he doesn't want to see a damn thing. Okay. So, <laughs> what the fuck, that arc there was kind of insane, man. I'm not gonna lie, the International Assassin arc has been, or Assassin's arc has been absolutely mental. I, I honestly never ever expected this. I've seen some of the panels beforehand, like the, the Arky panel on top of the rooftop, or the Hell panel with all the thousands of doors throughout the sky, but I had no idea that it was gonna be to this level of absolute destruction that was going to go down throughout this world and, and actually happen in this battle with like tons of main characters just dying well not main characters I guess you could say they were third-rate hunters or whatever I guess you could say as Yoshida also put it as well right at the end there saying he was a third-rate hunter so obviously I'm wondering what's in store if he's third-rate and Kashibe could possibly be fourth-rate even though he said he's the strongest what possibly is going to happen next arc and what is behind Denji's door? It started right out at the beginning of this arc with Denji, you know, having that dream again of Bachita not telling him to open the door. And I'm just like, yo, what is behind that door? Denji, I feel like when he opens that door up, it's just going to be utter destruction on this planet. Like literally nothing is going to be able to stop him. He's the reason that like all of the devils in hell end up coming back to the earth is like kind of like my... Uh, perception of like what happens and and whatnot from what we got from Angel so where's this mad strength you know we saw some of it here with this just like uncanny way that he beat the uh the devil and whatnot but honestly I can't wait to see the strength that this man possibly has in the next arc but obviously if you guys have enjoyed this video and want to see more stuff like this because this video has taken me absolutely ages to do I've tried putting a bit more effort into it doing a few more of those like nice little animations here and there then make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh obviously you know leave a like on the video as well as it really helps with pushing my stuff to a bunch of new amazing people and also means I can you know continue to upgrade the the area that I do videos and the quality that I make videos in as I've actually just bought a standing desk which is crazy but anyway in the next arc it's probably going to get a lot crazier and honestly I can't wait to get into it but anyway for now it's been your professional degenerate Diavolo and I'll see you all in a bit bye